What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls Central. You guys already know, you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about an interesting stat that came out about the Chicago Bulls. We'll also be getting into our season predictions for DeMar DeRozan this time. This one, I've been putting this off because it's kind of... I, I, the way that I'm going to go with this, I don't know if everybody's going to agree with, but we'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, a uh, stat got released yesterday that I found a little bit interesting. I just wanted to bring it here for the nature of conversation. I wanted to see if you, how you guys thought about this and how you felt about this, because I think a lot of what we've talked about with the Chicago Bulls, as far as that offense being mo more, most dangerous, is getting to ball movement, not having as much iso ball, having more players come off screens, things like that. Well, a stat came out last night that kind of, it really surprised me. Um, So, it was... uh. Play, teams with the most shots coming off screens last season and of course as you would expect golden state warriors were number one with 7.7 percent of their shots coming off screens last season and the chicago bulls were surprisingly number two in this with 5.1 percent of their uh of their shots coming off of screens last season to round out the top five, it was Boston at 4.9 with number three at number three, uh, Utah number four with 4.6%, and then Minnesota at number uh, five with 4.3%. I really just did not expect that stat at all. Sometimes it just really seemed like the players, um, if, if it wasn't DeMar, if it wasn't Zach, you know, going into isolation, some of the players just kind of stood around and kind of watched uh, them kind of go to work. We know uh, isolation ball is a thing that a lot of fans have issues with and that we want to see get better and we want to see this team be a little bit more dynamic in their offense. But it, I, did, I found that extremely, extremely surprising, just the fact of, like, that, that was the stat. Like, I, I really just did not expect it. Let me know what you guys think down below. Do you feel like that was represented in the way that we saw the Chicago Bulls play? Maybe just so many of their shots early in the season came off screens that as things changed down the stretch, it kept that percentage high. I don't know. I just, that was not a stat that I really expected to see from the Chicago Bulls. But, you know, I will say this, regardless of that, regardless of what the the percentage was, we do need more ball movement on this team. How does that come? I think that comes from, you know, letting Lonzo Ball, if fully healthy, run more of the half-court offense. I also think Patrick Williams, as he's shown the ability to be a playmaker, things like that need to come a little bit more as well. That's my opinion. Um, and NBA University was the one that tweeted, to, was the one that tweeted this. Um, they didn't, check their or quote their source um so you know we'll 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 see how 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 it is and if that if that's true but and then as far as the mo the least amount of shots that came off of uh screens last season if you just want to know Brooklyn at 0 0.7 which that figures uh Philly with 1.5 of their shots Dallas at 2% of their shots coming off screens Toronto with 2.1 and then uh Phoenix and New Orleans tying at 3% for number 5 on that list as far as the bottom five teams of, of uh, shots coming off screens. Now, with that being said, do you think that, I think we all agree that the bull, that we need to see more ball movement and less iso ball, but maybe maybe it's not just screens. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about that one down below. Now, one another stat that came out, this one again was from uh, NBA University, and this was the 20 most negative defenders um, among qualifying players in, in the 2021-22 season. And unfortunately, we have two Bulls represented on this list. Two of them. We got Zach Levine and Kobe White uh, being both uh, listed on this list at both negative 20. I'm sorry, negative 2.3 as far as their def uh, defensive, uh, their negative defense. Like, 
it kind of sucks, right? Now, Zach Levine was a plus 2.4 on offense, which still gets him into the overall positive. Uh, Kobe White was a uh, uh, 0.3 on offense, but a negative 2.3 on defense, which puts him at negative 2.1. The worst player in the league at that uh, was Marcus Morris um, at being a negative 3.8 defender and only a a negative 0.1 offensive player that puts him at uh, negative 3.9, which is crazy. Terrence Ross was next. And then Trey Young. The third worst player in the NBA as far as uh, negative defenders, which his offense is a plus 6-7, but his defense is a negative 3.0. You know, still puts him at a positive 3.7, the highest on the the most 20 worst defenders in the NBA, but damn, that's bad defense. That's bad defense. But let me know what you guys think about those two interesting stats. Like I said, I just want to kind of throw those out there as conversation pieces for the comments and see what you guys think about that. But let's get into our player prediction for today's episode, and we're covering DeMar DeRozan. Let's go over his numbers for the 2021-22 season. He averaged 27.9 points per game. That's fifth highest in the NBA last season and the highest in his career. 5.2 rebounds, 4.9 assists, 23.13 PER, the second highest of his career, and a defensive rating of 115.3. Now, for his field, his shooting splits, 50% overall from the field, second highest of his career there, 35.2% uh, three-point percentage, the highest of his career, and 87.7 free throw percentage. Now, those are the raw numbers as far as DeMar DeRozan. Now, we know, watching the game of basketball, DeMar DeRozan had an amazing season for the Chicago Bulls last season. Uh, coming in, giving statistically, as I've been saying, the best season of his career, basically overall, period. A player giving you that in their 32-year-old season as he get ready, he gets ready to turn 33 years old in a couple of weeks um, before the season starts is rare, right? But when you look at predicting and talking about the impact that DeMar DeRozan can have, I know a lot of his game ages very well. The fact of his footwork uh, is, is a big part of his game. It's not really based off athleticism anymore um, as it was like when he was a younger player. He's a very intelligent, high ba- IQ basketball player. So you expect him to still have a, a big impact. But to expect these numbers, I think, would be expecting a little too much from any player. You almost never want to expect a player to be able to come, to come back with career highs across the board again. But the one thing with me is in looking at DeMar DeRozan's season next season, the thing that I hope is that he doesn't have to have that type of impact. That he doesn't have to score 27.9 points per game. He doesn't have to have a huge usage rate at all. His usage rate last season was 30.7, the highest in his career. That is a huge, huge usage rate when we're talking about players that have like, like way, like are in the 20s and still are, are highly effective players. So that usage rate, I would like to see that come come down. I would like to see that spread a little bit more. I would like to see players like Patrick Williams step up and be ready to go in that position so that, that DeMar DeRozan doesn't have to play as many minutes, that his usage rate doesn't have to be as high, and that we can, you know, and DeMar was healthy last season. I think he played 77 games last season. So great, great there, great there, right? Let's be clear on that. But hopefully that usage rate comes down because other players are stepping up. And looking at DeMar DeRozan's numbers, he's definitely going to still average over 20 points per game. I don't think we're going to see a fall off hugely from DeMar DeRozan. Like I said, I don't even think it's going to be a fall off at any point. I I do think the numbers are the the raw numbers are going to be less than what they were last season. But I'm not going to call that a fall off because I'm hoping that comes through the team being used a little bit better. Him not needing to be used as much us not needing to depend on him and his and his amazing fourth quarters that he gave us last season for the Bulls to be able to stay and hopefully increase as well. I would like to see DeMar DeRozan's assist numbers go up some. 
I would like to see that usage rate come down to more of about a 26 to 27 range. That gives a lot of more opportunities for players like Patrick Williams. I would assume Lonzo Ball as well, who I would like to see Lonzo Ball get more of chances in the half-court offense as well. That's what I would like to see overall come out of DeMar DeRozan seasons as we go into the next season and trying to predict that. I really do think that DeMar is still going to have a huge impact. We already know the mentor he is on this team, and that's what he was really brought in for. We have another season after this season left for DeMar DeRozan, but when, it, when it's all said and done, at least to me, I don't think we see the t- almost 28 points per game from DeMar DeRozan next season. I think the, I said Patrick Williams, but I also think Zach Levine being healthy for a full season, knock on wood, that we see his usage rate get back. Last season, uh, Zach Levine's usage rate dropped down to a 26 almost. I think it was closer to 27 after being in the 30s most of it. Now, we know Zach Levine's usage rate was so high because he was the Bulls' offense in a lot of ways. But I want to see his, DeMar's usage rate come down. Not to say that I want to see him phased out of the offense at all. Let's be clear on this. DeMar is still going to be a very big part of this team. But I think for this team to really increase, it means that we have to. Because we bet on continuity, we have to see better seasons from Vooch, right? A better season from Patrick Williams as far as staying healthy and him getting more opportunities, taking those more confidently, taking more shots within the flow of the offense so other players' uses. I mean, DeMar's usage rate can go down. A step up from Zach Levine, Lonzo being unleashed a little bit more, Io coming off the bench, giving us a little bit more. The bench as a whole providing better scoring so we can sit DeMar a little bit because DeMar averaged one of the highest um, minutes per game of his career as well. And as you get to a player that's, that's going to be 33, right, while that's not owned by any stretch in real life, that is, a, a, as far as in basketball, once you start getting into that mid-30s, you want to, you want to start seeing and hope that players can start, you know, decreasing a little bit, right? You don't want to see DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine have those 35, 36, 37 minutes per game uh, like they had at points last season. Now, uh, Zach Levine's minutes per game uh, dropped down. They were 34 uh, last season. But even then, I would like to see Zach more around the 32 range. DeMar DeRozan played 36 minutes last season. I would like to see DeMar be able to play around that 32 range as well. And you may say, hey, that's not really a big increase. That's big when you talk about over the course of the season, the amount of games that DeMar DeRozan plays on top of that. That that's that's a that's a pretty nice decline if we can get him down from 36 to more of a 33-32 range per game. Uh DeMar DeRozan, that was the third highest minutes per game of his career last season. And as a player that's aging, you want to hope to see that decrease a little bit. But all of this comes by the the other players on the team being able to step up and take bigger and larger roles. I want to see DeMar have fresher legs for the playoffs. I want to see Patrick Williams step up. That's really what it comes down to with DeMar DeRozan's season. I can't really predict a, a number total when it comes to DeMar like I've done some other play, other players, but I want to see that usage rate come down um, out of because we don't need it, right? If we do need it, then the usage rate has to stay the same. If we need that to be the team that we were last season, but I'm hoping with progression, with, team, with other players taking leaps, stuff like that, step-ups, not necessarily leaps, but hopefully at least step-ups in, in a lot of places, and as well as what happens with Dalen Terry. If Dalen Terry is able to come in and play that 2-3 position for the Chicago Bulls, hopefully that comes by DeMar DeRozan giving up some of his minutes to just get more into a reasonable range. Again, I want to see DeMar drop from 36 minutes per game to maybe around 32, 33 minutes per game, but still be very effective in that. So with it, with that being said, DeMar DeRozan uh, averaged between uh, last season 10.2 to 20 shots per game last season. Again, highest in his career. The previous high that he had was 7.6 to 17.8 points per game in the 2013-14 season with the Toronto Raptors. So you want to see those shots come down. Again, 
out of necessity, not necessarily because DeMar has has fallen back, but out of the fact that we don't need DeMar to take as many shots because we run a more effective offense and other players have stepped up. That's the kind of season that I want to see from DeMar DeRozan. He's going to continue to be the mentor. The, the, the impact of DeMar DeRozan is going to be felt on the Chicago Bulls team for years to come. What he's done with Io, what he's done with Patrick Williams, hopefully this summer, taking uh, Dalen Terry, hopefully under his wing as well. Those type of things are going to, uh, 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 that's the longevity of DeMar DeRozan's legacy as a Chicago Bull. But I do hope that we see those minutes, everything kind of come back down just to keep him a little bit fresher, to not have to rely on him as much, and because other players have stepped up. But let me know what you guys think about that down below. What do you think about DeMar DeRozan's upcoming season? What are some of the things you would like to see from him? Do you also agree with me that you would like to see his usage go down because it's not needed? We don't need him to, to, to do as much because other players have finally stepped up. Let me know what you guys think about all that down below. And if you're on the podcast side, go ahead and send in your thoughts as well. But that is it for, for, for today's episode, at least this one. I may double up again like I had to do yesterday. But with that being said, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being the best part of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.